0: Hi, this is Jeannie Drisco. Today on the Art and Soul of Healing, we will be visiting with Anna Esparham, MD. Anna is triple-boarded in integrative medicine, pediatrics, and medical acupuncture, and is an expert in all three. Anna also has certifications in clinical hypnosis and aromatherapy, and she uses all of these tools to help with pediatric integrative medicine approaches to help children and their families with chronic conditions. Currently, she is the director of the Pediatric Headache Treatment Center at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. It's a -a one-of-a-kind clinic across the country with no peers. Anna also is active in the American Academy of Pediatrics, by running a section on integrative medicine. And she was also invited as a representative for the Pediatric Integrative Leadership Summits to expand the role of pediatric integrative medicine across the country. Anna is also active in education, having served as the national team leader implementing the first University of Arizona pediatric integrative medicine in residency curriculum. This has helped to improve resident physician well-being and educate these physicians on complementary and integrative therapy approaches for pediatric patients. Finally, Anna is also the board director of the American Academy of Medical Acupuncture and the chair of their symposium. It is a pleasure to welcome Dr. Anna Esparham to the Art and Soul of Healing. Hi, Anna. How are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. So you are just you finished another day at Children's Mercy Hospital. And I want everybody to know that's listening that Anna is accomplished and a gifted pediatrician. She does writing and research and teaching and just one of my all-stars that I really look up to. How did you get enthused about pediatric integrative medicine?
1: So that's an interesting story because I think a lot of us who actually get into integrative medicine has been a personal story where we actually become the patient as the physician. And if anyone develops a chronic disease, we tend to have to seek out some of these integrative therapies to improve our quality of life because unfortunately, conventional medicine alone doesn't really give it a whole lot of justice until you start really delving into some of that self-care and wellness.
0: Yeah, that's so true, and you've really helped elevate the field of pediatric integrative medicine nationally, and you're very connected with a lot of the leaders. I think you're one of the leaders as well. How is this field maturing nationally? Currently,
1: I'm with the American Academy of Pediatrics, so that's the large governing medical organization for general pediatricians and pediatric specialists uh, throughout the whole country, actually internationally as well. And so we actually have a section of integrative medicine within the American Academy of Pediatrics. And what's really great about this section is that we have provided educational opportunities at the American Academy of Pediatrics within the realm of integrative and functional medicine to promote kind of that standard for general pediatricians who don't necessarily have that training. In addition, what we do is... In order to promote and advocate for pediatric integrative medicine, we really need the evidence and the research to support that so more people get on board. And so we do provide educational grants and research grants to our members. And our members currently right now is about 450 to 500 members within 30,000 pediatricians. So we're kind of a small group, but growing.
0: Mm -hmm. I bet it is. You know, the pediatricians, as you and I both know, are very conservative. And pretty much the last people to sign on to integrative medicine. I think you'd agree with that.
1: I would agree with that. Children, I mean, you know, we have to protect children. And Mm -hmm. so in addition, they're kind of the last group to really be studied. And I, I still don't understand the reasoning behind it. I think adults get more of the funding, the research, you know, the hype, where in pediatrics, we're all kind of taking from adult data anyway. And so children kind of get left behind a little bit.
0: So that's a big deal to have the American Academy of Pediatrics on board with this and accepting a subgroup on integrative pediatrics. I think that's really cool.
1: What's interesting is that the American Academy of Pediatrics, even though we do have, I'd say, anywhere from eight to 10 presentations within a week-long, you know, national conference, we still have quite a bit to go in terms of training in pediatric integrative medicine and really promoting that throughout academic centers and private practices, because there is evidence for some of these pediatric integrative therapies that aren't being utilized as well as they should be. And so even though that there is evidence for it. So I think sort of next steps with our kind of national pediatric integrative medicine leadership group is really to kind of create our own hub kind of like an online hybrid hub for training healthcare professionals in pediatric integrative medicine as well as the public of course we need funding for that but that is kind of our next step
0: that is so needed i know you've been on the team as a national team leader for arizona pediatric integrative medicine and that curriculum is pretty widespread or is it not i would say right now There are several residency
1: programs who do use it. The biggest one, which is kind of the only fellowship in the whole country for pediatric integrative medicine right now is Stanford. So the pediatric integrative medicine program, the education program piece is really being utilized over there at Stanford and of course elsewhere, but that is like the primary hub right now.
0: I didn't know that Stanford had a fellowship. Are you able to help direct the curriculum for them?
1: Yeah. So An Ming and her colleagues and John Mark over at Stanford, we had worked together and they consulted me a while ago, a few years ago when I was the fellowship director at KU Integrative Medicine and really just kind of helped them troubleshoot a few things as well as, you know, give them some expertise. But we're all connected. We're a pretty tight knit group because we're so
0: small. Yeah, you'd have to be. How many fellows do they take a year? I think one. Okay. Is it a year long or two years? One year. One year. Well, it's a start. You know, that's what we need. You're also the board director of the American Academy of Medical Acupuncture and the AAMA Symposium chair. I know that's really one of your first loves is acupuncture. So that's a pretty big deal, too. How are you weaving that into your busy schedule?
1: So what's really great about Children's Mercy Hospital is that it's kind of one of the more innovative children's hospitals when it comes to pediatric integrative med. And that's probably because we have a lot of champions for integrative therapies, especially with incurable diseases like migraines and Mm -hmm. pain. And so when it comes to migraines and pain or other chronic conditions, you really need to utilize integrative medicine. You won't be able to achieve healing without it. And so I think Children's Mercy recognizes that. So acupuncture has some really good data to prevent headaches and migraines. Both There's a Cochrane Review on Tension Type Headaches, which is that big medical systematic review reviewing tons and tons of research papers showing that acupuncture actually works for migraines and headaches. So we have developed several acupuncture clinics. There's three physician acupuncturists so far. We've trained more. We have a three to four month wait list for acupuncture to both abort headaches and prevent headaches. And we have a three to four month wait list because children and teenagers love acupuncture. Oh, and they that's find great. That work.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, your bio is very modest and you don't mention this, but I happen to know you're the director of the Headache Treatment Center at Children's Mercy Hospital. And I, you were one of the founders of this clinic. Tell us a little bit more about that clinic. It's a very innovative treatment program.
1: Yeah, so we are the first of its kind in the country. It's a treatment center that is, you can kind of describe it like an urgent care or an ER for treating headaches that don't go away at home. Say you take ibuprofen or naproxen or medicines over the counter, and the headache is just not going away and it's so severe, and these kids are vomiting, they need to come to the headache treatment center. And they can get, we do conventional therapies like intravenous migraine cocktails that everyone so often hears about. But what we really do more of are these non-pharmacologic or integrative and complementary therapies such as acupuncture to abort the headache. We use a lot of neuromodulation devices, which are kind of like TENS units. They buzz or tingle certain areas of the body on the head, the neck, or the arm that can also get rid of your headache. Mm. And we also use aromatherapy. We use hypnosis, which has a lot of good data for treating headaches and pain. And then we do some other therapies like certain medications or other types of nerve blocks um, that are a little bit outside of what the emergency room and urgent care uses.
0: That's a pretty comprehensive list of therapies that you provide. Let's see if I understand this. If they have an acute situation, they can come in sort of on an emergent basis, but you also are scheduled out. So you have people that you treat chronically. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So my schedule, most of my schedule is for like the acute headache, the active current headache that the kid just can't treat at home. And the other slots that I have in my clinic are mostly for acupuncture. And that books out, I mean, I'm booked out through August, I believe, for acupuncture. And that's for anything, acupuncture for pain, for concussion, for, I mean, pretty much cerebral palsy. I mean, you can name any kind of condition and, and we'll do acupuncture in that clinic.
0: Okay. And are those clinics separated or you just interleave the patients through the day? Through the day. Yes. That's great. That's an interesting scheduling model, and I have to ask you: Does insurance cover most of these modalities?
1: Yes. So the nerve blocks, unfortunately, aren't as covered by the commercial insurance companies anymore. They're so expensive; it could be up to ten thousand dollars. But acupuncture is so inexpensive. It's, I mean, anywhere from a hundred bucks to one hundred eighty dollars in terms of billing the insurance. I mean, some insurances don't cover acupuncture, but it's such a cheap treatment compared to a $10,000 treatment that most parents and patients go for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you when you evaluate, let's say a, a kiddo comes in and they have had a headache all weekend and they come in on Monday. Can you tell us a little bit about how you might approach that child? So
1: first thing first, anybody in pain, you do have to validate their pain. These kids are in pain. They could have a lot of psychological stuff going on. They may want to be avoiding school, but that does not mean they don't have pain. And that's a common misconception for kids with headaches and pain because it's invisible. We don't have a biomarker. We don't have a lab to detect it. The first thing, we get the history. We make sure there's no red flags. Do they have any early morning vomiting or any type of neurologic focal deficits or neurologic signs or symptoms? And then we try and assess what are their triggers? Is it nindary? Is it stress? Is it weather changes? To try and see if we can modify some of those risk factors. And then we really delve into what does the patient and the family want? Um, Do they want just, you know, a conventional treatment medicines? Is that going to be beneficial for them? Most often it isn't because these children are on too many medicines. They have taken too much ibuprofen. And what happens is when you take too many of these medicines, you actually worsen the pain. Oh my. The medicines, unfortunately, the pain medicines will cause this nervous system issue where it sensitizes the nervous system to have more pain. So it's called a medication overuse headache. And the same thing can happen with other types of pain syndromes. So when that happens, that's why non-pharmacologic therapies or integrative therapies are so important in treating headaches and pain because medicines often won't
0: do it justice. So the families are pretty open to trying that, maybe weaning off of some of the medications?
1: Yeah, I would say more of my practice now in aborting children's headaches is acupuncture.
0: That's great. For so many years, even these young kids were treated with opioids, and that just does not lead to anything good. Right. And that's also
1: one of the medicines that can lead to worse pain
0: Mm. Mm. and lifelong pain. That is so interesting. Well, you're really feeling a, a need for these families. so. At Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, have they been pretty accepting, all of the general pediatricians?
1: So, yeah, I think we have such buy-in. We actually just got the best clinic award throughout the whole Children's Mercy Hospital. (laughs) And I think it's because we're doing all these integrative therapies. They're really impressed that we're doing everything we can with the evidence that we have for children with chronic conditions. And I think most of these pediatricians do seem to be on board, especially when everyone else wants to do it. And that we, we're seeing 10,000 patients a year. Oh my gosh. And we're having great outcomes. We do research on our clinic. In addition, what we do is some ba- we train physicians at Children's Mercy in basic acupuncture, which is a specific protocol called battlefield acupuncture and another protocol called four gates that treat pain in children mm-hmm. or even other conditions more like anxiety and distress and things like that. And so they really, the physicians, we've already trained like, I don't know, 40 physicians already in basic acupuncture throughout the emergency room, GI clinic, rehab, he Monk. Mm-hmm. And so they're really starting to become on board with some of these integrative therapies and so that's really interesting to see.
0: Well, it's nice because it's a safe tool and there's research behind it so they can feel comfortable with it. But then they've got another tool to use in their clinics, which, oh, that's amazing. You've really, how long have you been there? I, I don't recall. I believe
1: since October 2017. So,
0: okay. yeah, about wow. Years. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. Totally amazing. It's a great team. Yeah, it sounds like it. Where do you think that? integrative, pediatric integrative medicine is headed in the future? So I think without a doubt,
1: that's where we're going to have to go because many, many kids are developing chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. 90% of pediatricians, when asking them if they know anything about some of these complementary therapies, chronic conditions, evidence for integrative therapies to treat Their children with that specific chronic condition, they don't know anything about it and they would like to pursue more education. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think we really need to start branching off into our own organization to kind of have our own central hub. Because unfortunately, a lot of the integrative medicine training programs out there aren't pediatrics focused. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, little, I mean, kids are not little adults, Mm -hmm. and, and we really need to pay attention to that. And so that's where we're thinking about where do we need to get funding? how do we need to build this? And so on and so forth.
0: That's really needed. So you were working with a team of people, I think, before on this. Is it still the same players, the same team?
1: So the team that I was working with, I think they were more late in their career. And so they, unfortunately, Already are established. They didn't have much time to pursue it. And so that's where I, at working at American Academy of Pediatrics, I'm building relationships that hopefully some of these early career physicians and physicians that have the initiative and the motivation to pursue something outside of AAP and develop our own hub, I think is going to be the next step. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a waiting game.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you're right about the chronic disease. It's really swamping the health system. It's a big fat mess. So any tool that we can, well, I think they're going to be turning to integrative medicine to help solve the problem actually. And a team that reminds me who's on your team at Children's Mercy.
1: I have Dr. Bickle is our headache section. She's our section chief. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Jennifer Bickle, how we met and how I actually got this job was through American Academy of Medical Acupuncture because we're both physician acupuncturists and she's been a big proponent of integrative and complementary therapies. She's actually the director of professional well-being and burnout at Jones Mercy Hospital. So with that, I mean, does come these integrative therapies. Mm-hmm. So she's the one who's been very helpful and she always talks to the CEO and you know the vice president. So she's sort of got all those networks and connections there to really move us forward in the realm of integrative medicine. Mm -hmm. We have another physician acupuncturist, Dr. Jennifer Diltz, who actually did some of these integrative therapies in pain when she used to be an urgent care pediatrician. We have a psychologist who actually was trained under Bob Twillman, who is an integrative pain psychologist. Mm -hmm. And so he's also a big proponent of some of these complementary therapies. In addition to many nursing staff, and nurse practitioners who are trained in functional medicine. Mm, wow! For these integrative therapies. So we really have a wide variety of people. Like one of our functional medicine nurse practitioners is one of the lead investigators of a quality improvement project to fill the gap of kind of improving nutrition and whole foods, and she knows all about it. So we're really kind of promoting that in our clinic right now. It was a big gap there for a little while.
0: So are you serving? all types of children underserved and suburban and all types. Yes. Yep. I would say, so we are located
1: in a suburban area, but the main hospital is located in uh, the urban area. But I mean, we actually, we serve the whole region. I serve people in Nebraska and Iowa. So we serve from all over really, but yes, I would say everyone, we take Medicaid, We take commercial insurance, so um,
0: it's a really nice avenue. Have you had a lot of buy in with the food changes with Whole Food? So, our
1: section is a little bit different than I'd say other clinics, and we're probably a little bit more ahead of the game, but because our section chief understands nutrition and how important it is in treating migraines and healthy eating, and so on and so forth, I think our section is fine. I'm not so sure about other
0: divisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: It's always different. We're definitely more innovative group within the division of neurology headache section.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet. Sometimes it's hard to get the parents to buy into changing two whole foods.
1: Yeah, I would say, so uh, headaches what we say headaches are, are a biologic, psychologic, social phenomenon. And so 80% of it is really self-care. So we do have a website to help children and families really participate in that self-care and wellness regimen because honestly, that's what integrative medicine is. It's it's the path to healing, it's the path to wellness, but it's 80% self-care and maybe 20% of what we do as providers. And unfortunately, when we see the more chronic refractory Pain syndromes, you see that they're not doing the self care. They're not eating right. They're not sleeping. They're not hydrating. They aren't practicing their mind body therapy, whether it be hypnosis or relaxation. And so they're not really participating in their care at all. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see they've tried every treatment we've given and there's nowhere to go beyond that.
0: Uh huh. And then do they have more buy in when they see there's nowhere to go or they just, do they? Give up?
1: It depends. I would say no. I don't see the buy in there yet, Uh despite us discussing hygiene and a wellness regimen.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it takes a couple of years, particularly if they're teenagers, (laughs) I would suspect.
1: Yes. Yeah. I would say. What's your website? It's www.headacherelief.com guide.com.
0: Okay. And I'll put this on the website for the Art and Soul of Healing so people can find it because I think it sounds like a wonderful resource. Yeah, I
1: think it's good because it helps patients, families, everyone who has headaches become a partner in their own self-care but also become an expert in their headache pain so that they can learn to manage it and prevent it. Earlier intervention is better off before they get into a bad pain cycle that is very, very entrenched and difficult to treat.
0: Oh, I can, yes, I can only imagine. Well, I have a question I have to ask you before we go. I understand you're raising chickens. Oh, yeah. I love (laughs) it. And that one loves you so much, it follows you all around the farm. So you'll have to tell us about your
1: chickens. Oh, my gosh. Carol and Diana, named after two female superheroes, Carol Danvers and Diana Prince. I love Wonder (laughs) Woman and Captain Marvel. Yeah, they are my pets. I hang out with them for several hours a day, uh, helping them catch worms. And uh, I'm hoping to get goats and donkeys next. So we'll see. Have a little tiny homestead is my dream.
0: (laughs) I think that's wonderful. Do they lay eggs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. So you get those wonderful eggs with the orange uh yolks. Yeah. Love it. That's great. Well, I am so appreciative of your time and talking to me. And I'm sure people will want to learn more. So I'll direct them to your website at Children's Mercy Hospital. I think you will agree with me that Dr. Anna is a ray of sunshine for these children and their families. You will find Dr. Anna's contact information on the Art and Soul of Healing website. And I will also provide a link for the headache relief guide that she mentioned. And thank you Alliance for Natural Health for standing in the gap for our health freedoms and making these types of therapies available to us in the United States. You may find the Alliance for Natural Health USA at anh-usa.org. Thank you from the art and soul of healing.